chapter, Luke the 8th chapter. And if you need a Bible, if you didn't bring yours today, you can raise your hand real high and we'll be glad to let you use one of ours. Uh, we just ask that you leave it on the uh, seat when you leave today so we can use it again next week. So if you need a Bible, if you didn't bring one with you and you'd like to use one of ours, you can raise your hand real high and our ushers will be happy to give you one and you can, can use that. Luke the 8th chapter in the 22nd verse. Luke the 8th chapter, 22nd verse. Now it happened on a certain day that he, that's Jesus, got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. Notice he said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And then they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Jesus went to sleep and a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water and they obey him. I want to title this message today and talk to you about making it. Making it. How many of you want to make it? Does anybody want to make it besides me? Let me put it another way. Be successful in life. Does anybody want to be successful in life besides me? You want to make it? You want to be successful? Well, in this passage of Scripture... Uh, we find how to make it in life, how to be successful in life, how to be successful in, in everything that you do and how to make it. And I want to go through that with you today. There's five things in here that we see that we need to do to make it in life. First of all, notice Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. He said that to his disciples and you understand that Jesus is very God. You understand that. He's the Son of God. He's very God. And so these disciples had a word from God, didn't they? They had a word from God. They heard from God. And so the first thing you need to do, if you want to make it in life, is you need to be sure that you hear from God. You need to get His plan. You need to get his plan. Um, notice Psalms 127. Now, you can hold your place in Luke 8, but notice Psalm 127 verse 1. Psalm 127 verse 1 says this. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. What is that scripture telling us? It's telling us that whatever we do in life, we need to be sure that God is in it. That, that, he's, that He's directed us, that He's given us His plan. Too many people get their own plan and then ask God to bless it. It would be better to get God's plan and it's blessed to begin with, you see. You follow what I'm saying? And so you hear from God. Of course, people say, well, how... 
do you hear from God? You, you know, these guys here, these disciples had Jesus standing right there with them. How, how do I hear from God? I don't have Jesus standing right there side of me. No, we have a better deal. He's in us. Amen. And you see, we have Genesis to Revelation, don't we? We have the Bible, don't we? And, and, and we need to, you say, well, how do I get the plan of God? How do I hear from God? Spend time reading and studying the Word of God. And then in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit will, will give you the plan that He has for you just through peace versus no peace. You know how God leads us through peace versus no peace. So, so I'm not saying you, you need to hear an audible voice, not in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I'd say 99.99% of the time, God is not going to speak to you in an audible voice. You understand that? But he, but 99.9% of the time, he's going to speak to you as you're reading and studying his word and just through the, the, the inner, inner peace that he gives you, he'll lead you and guide you through that. And so if you want to make it in life, if you want to be successful, you need to just spend time with the Lord and find out what it is that he wants you to do. Okay, so that's the first thing. So, so he, he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they had the word of the Lord. They, they had their assignment, okay? Now, once you get your assignment, then the second thing you need to do is, is what they did. They got their assignment, and then it says they launched out. They launched out. That's the second thing, is when you get the assignment from the Lord, then you need to go ahead and step out and do it. You need to go ahead and step out and do it. You need to launch out. Now, this, this second point here, so many people get tripped up on this. And, and actually, there's two scenarios or there's two different things that, that typically happens after people find out what it is that the Lord wants them to do. One thing is, is people actually, many times, people actually do find out what God wants them to do. But they never launch out. They never launch out. They, they actually do hear from the Lord and they get the plan of God, but they never launch out. Notice Acts, the first chapter and the eighth verse. Let's look at a group of people that, that had the plan of God, but they never launched out. Look at this, Acts 1 and 8. Jesus, after he had been raised from the dead, speaking to his disciples... He says, you'll receive power. This is Acts 1 verse 8. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. And you'll be witnesses to me in where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So, so Jesus gave this group of people a word. And the word was to be witnesses of him. Tell people of the goodness of Jesus and the, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you know. And start in Jerusalem, start where you are, and then go to move out to Judea, and then out to Samaria, and then out and cover the earth. That was their assignment. They heard from the Lord. But if you go to Acts, the 8th chapter, see, we were in Acts 1-8, now go to Acts 8-1. And this is about 8 to 10 years later. About 8 to 10 years after this group got the plan from the Lord. Notice Acts 8.1. Now Saul was consenting to his, that's Stephen's death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. Now Jesus told them 
to start in Jerusalem and launch out and go out into where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and so on. Eight to ten years pass, and you'll notice this group stayed in Jerusalem. They, They had never launched out. Notice it says the persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered throughout. Notice the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles you see. Of course it was the will of God evidently for them to to stay there but the other disciples he wanted them to start in Jerusalem and then move to Judea and then to Samaria. Well eight to ten years comes and goes and they're still sitting there in Jerusalem. You see, they had the plan of God, but they never launched out. And in this case, it took persecution to get them to launch out to do what God wanted them to do. Now, I don't know about you, but but I don't want it to take persecution to get me to have to launch out and do what God's told me to do. How about you? Wouldn't it be a whole lot better to just go ahead and obey God rather than to sit around and, and wait and wait and wait and wait and sit around and wait and wait and wait and then it takes something like persecution to get us to obey God. But you see this group here and there's so many that I've run into over the years and I've done it myself, you know. I, 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 I hear, hear from God all right, but never launch out. Now you see that's why the Lord gave me this lovely woman right here for a wife. She's an expert launcher. You see, I, I, I've never really had a lot of trouble getting, you know, what the Lord wanted me to do. But I sometimes have trouble launching. So the Lord gave me her as my wife and she launches me. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember the one time, now this hasn't, has nothing to do with spiritual things, but it has to do with natural things. And, and we were going to paint our house over here when we lived over up in High Ridge. And uh, we needed to paint it. And so we were going to start the next day. And so the alarm went off. Uh, Pastor Diane set the alarm, you know, for I guess it was about 5 o'clock. And she sets that. And the alarm goes off. And, you know, it's time. We had the plan, paint the house. Now it's time to launch so the alarm goes off and I just wanted a few more minutes and next thing I know her feet's over on me and she rolls me out right onto the, right onto the floor and launch. <laughs> and she, but then she, she came right behind and helped me, you know. She always has stood right by my side and helped me. But she, she'll help me launch, you see. So you not only need to get the plan of God, but then you need to launch. You know, there's, there's reasons why people don't launch out. I just want to look at a couple of them. Go to Matthew 25. We're talking about people who get the plan of God. They get the plan of God, but they never launch. There's some reasons for it. If you go to Matthew 25, this is the parable of the talents. You know, many people, all of us have been, been given some talent or other by the Lord. And, and he had told them to do business uh, till, till I come, is, is what the parable, if you read the whole thing. And then eventually, you know, the Lord goes away and then he comes back at a later time and, and wants to see how well the people who have done, you know, how well they've done with the talents they've been given. And in Matthew 25, verse 24, then he had received the one talent, you know, came and said, verse 25, he says, I was afraid. Real loud say afraid. Afraid. 
says, I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. One reason that people don't launch out and do what God tells them to do is fear. They're afraid. They're afraid, well, what if I step out there? I I believe I've heard from God, but if I step out there, uh, they're afraid, what if I fail? How many has ever been afraid to step out into something because you were afraid you might fail? Anybody besides me? You know, I said to a guy one time, I said, but what if I fail? And just that quick, he said, but but what if you don't? You know, I like what one good minister said. They said, you'll never find out until you step out. Is that is that right? And so fear is what keeps people from doing what God's told them to do. That's one thing, you know. There's a lot of times that people won't, won't step out because they're afraid they'll not be good enough. They're afraid they'll not do the job well enough. But, you know, we all have to at some point get beyond our fear and go ahead and step out. Did you know if God asks you to do something, it's going to take faith to do it? Did you know if God asks you to do something, it's going to stretch you beyond your comfort zone? Did did you know that? If you can do something in your own might, and your own power, without the help of the Lord, I doubt whether or not he ever told you to do that to start with. But But if he's in it, it's going to take faith, it's going to stretch you, it's going to cause you to move out of your comfort zone, and you're going to have to deal with fear just like the rest of us. But we have to overcome our fears and just go ahead and step on out there. And if we have the word of the Lord on it, praise God, he'll be there to meet us. Now notice, right here, I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. See, there's a lot of people, they're afraid, they go hide rather than launch out. And and look, here's what is yours. And then verse 26, uh, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and, what's that next word? Wicked and what? Lazy. Realize, say lazy. Lazy. You need to realize this. When the Lord asks you to do something, when the Lord asks you to do something, it's going to take some work on your part. When the Lord asks you to do something, it's going to take some work on your part. Did you hear me? It's going to take some work on your part part and you need to realize that because i think that people have gotten this in their heads that when the lord is asking them to do something that well it's just going to be a bed of roses it's just going to be an easy time it's just going to be wonderfully just a wonderful thing you know when the lord asks you to do something very often times your flesh isn't going to want to do what he's asking you to do and and very often times there's work involved did you hear me Are you with me? And so a lot of times folks don't step out because, you know, and I didn't say this, Jesus said it, is because of laziness. Because it's going to take some work. It's going to take some effort to do what God's told me to do. And very oftentimes it's not really fear. Sometimes it is. A lot of times it's fear that keeps people from launching out. But a lot of times it's laziness. Because when God gives you an assignment, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. You know, you all see this beautiful piece of property that sits here. uh, But uh, it didn't always look this way. If you can remember back before we bought this property, this, this place was, this 
acreage here was pretty run down and, and was looking pretty bad. And, and, and the Lord directed us to buy this property and build this church. And I tell you what, it is a lot of work. We had to tear, get a bunch of buildings tore down. And I remember I came up the first day with a bunch of guys and we were going to start tearing those old buildings down. And I worked about 15 minutes out there pulling siding off and whatnot. And I said, we need a bulldozer for this. I mean, you know, this is... <laughs> and, but the point is, is that it... Ta- real loud, say Work. work takes work if you're going to do the plan of god it 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 takes work you know and so um there's a variety of reasons for never launching and of course you've got to deal with fear very often uh, and then also with laziness now the first scenario is people hear from god and they never launch now here's something else you got to watch Here's something else. If you're taking notes, you've got to really watch this, this next one. A lot of times you deal with people that want to launch out, but they've never heard from the Lord. They want to launch out and do something, but they've never heard from the Lord. What was that scripture we read from, what was it, from Psalms uh, 127 that says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Is that correct? And a lot of times what people will do is they'll launch out without hearing from God. Now listen to me, that's one of the most dangerous things that you can ever do. We've talked about hearing from God and not launching, but the reverse is you got to watch that. There's a lot of people are launching out to do things, but they've never heard from God. Listen, that's very, very dangerous to launch out and begin to do something that God never told you to do. You need to be sure that God is in whatever it is you're doing before you launch out. Uh, you need to remember this. Because I've watched this so many times over the years. I've watched people and I've watched them. They, 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 they get so excited about something. And, and, and they, they launch out, they begin to do something, and they fall flat on their face. And very oftentimes they wind up in financial turmoil and, and so on. And, and they wind up in just a mess. And, and you get right down to it, you find out that they, they launched out to do something, but God was never in it to start with. You need to remember this, that God will only pay for what He orders. Did you hear me? God will only pay for what he orders. And uh, like I said, I've seen this again and again and again over the many years. Uh, one area I've seen it in is where somebody gets this, you know, idea that, well, we just want to go start a church somewhere, you know. And they'll go start a church. But if God's not in it, the thing eventually just falls flat on, you know, within 6, 8, 10, 12 months, sometimes longer, a little longer than that. You know, year, two years, it just falls flat on its, on its face and, and there's a lot of financial problems and debt and so on and so forth. And you get right down to it. God never, uh, ordered that to begin with. And remember, God only pays for what he what? For what he what? For what he orders. So, so just be watchful that you don't launch out without hearing from the Lord. Sometimes people just, you know, they say, well, you know, I've always wanted to do that. Well, does God want you to do that? If you do something just because you always just wanted to do that and God's not in it, you're going to get into a mess. Sometimes people do things just because somebody else did it. And well, they did it and they were successful, so I can do it. 
Well, they did it and were successful because God may well have told them to do that certain thing. But if he didn't tell you to do it, then you can step out, do the exact same things they did and fall flat on your face because he never told you to do that thing in the first place, you see. Did you hear me? Sometimes people step out, launch out in something just because there's a need. Well, just because there's a need doesn't mean that you're the one that God wants to use to meet that need. He might have somebody else. Did you hear what I'm saying? I mean, it may well be that he wants to use you to meet that need. All I'm saying is, is before you step out to meet a need, be sure that you have it, you know, you know, in your heart from the Lord that, that, that that's what he wants you to do. It, you understand what I'm saying? So just don't fall into this, this uh, 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 trap of, of setting your hand to do something and God never told you to do it to begin with. Um, sometimes people launch out. And they never heard from the Lord, but they launch out because Aunt Ethel told them to do it. Or Uncle Fred told them to do it. You see what I'm saying? You don't do something because someone else told you to do it. You don't do something because somebody comes up to you and says, you know what? Uh, You know, I just feel in my heart that you ought to do thus and so. Well, you know, they might have it in their heart, but do you have it in your heart, you see? And if you step out to do something just because somebody else has it in their heart, uh, you're going to get in a mess. Do you ever think about this? It may be in that other person's heart because God wants them to do that, but they're afraid to step out and do it, so they're trying to talk you into it. Did you, did you, just, did you get what I just said? So you need to be watchful about stepping out and doing things just because somebody you know, thinks you ought to do it. You need to be sure that God wants you to do it. So, then, so, so what's the first thing? Real loud, say, hear from God. And then say this, launch out. out. Okay, now then the third thing that happens, notice back in Luke the 8th chapter, notice there at the end of verse 22, you know they heard from the Lord. He told them to go to the other side of the lake. They launched out into verse 22. So we've talked about those two things, hearing from God, launching out. And now here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. After you launch out, after you begin to do what God's told you to do, the third thing is this. Expect the devil to attack you. Expect the devil to attack you. Notice here in Luke 8 verse 22, the end of that verse, they launched out, but then look at verse 23. But as they sailed, he, Jesus, you know, fell asleep, took a nap. And a windstorm came down on the lake... And they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. Were in jeopardy. Now, this windstorm is clearly an attack of the devil. We know that and we can know that because Jesus, when they woke him up, he rebuked that storm, didn't he? So so we know that the Heavenly Father didn't send that storm. Jesus rebuked it. So we, we can conclude that that storm was an attack of the devil. So what you need to realize is that when you hear from God and you step out to do what it is he's told you to do, you can expect the devil to attack you to try to stop you from doing what God has told you to do. Now, notice in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. I want you to look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says this. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. 
For we are not ignorant of his devices. You see, if you are ignorant or unlearned, that word ignorant just means unlearned or not, or not aware of. If you're not aware of how the devil operates, he's going to be able to take advantage of you. But if you have some idea of how the devil operates, then he won't be able to take advantage of you. If you do any study of warfare, you know, one thing they'll tell you in the, in the classes is you must understand your enemy. And you see, you need to understand how the devil operates. When you step out to do what God's told you to do, uh, uh, you know, remember we, we showed you last week on the parable of the sower that when the word goes forth, what is about, what did Jesus say? Immediately the devil comes to what? To steal that word. And so you need to realize that about the devil. When you step out to obey God, the devil is going to come to try to attack you, to try to discourage you, to try to, to, to bring something against you that's going to get you to stop moving in the direction that God wants you to go in. I noticed the Apostle Paul, if you look at his life, um, when the Lord directed him to step out into his first missionary journey, he had just stepped out into it and they began to sail and they, the first place they stopped, the Bible says, as they sailed on the, on the, on the sea, you know, the first place they stopped, the Bible says that there was a saucerer there and that saucerer withstood Paul and Barnabas and tried to stop them in fulfilling what God had called them to do. And so, uh, but, but in that case, you know, Paul, he didn't get discouraged. He just went right on with the plan of God. And I think he called darkness down upon that saucer. As I recall, you can read it in the book of Acts. And that saucer went around in, in darkness. Somebody had to lead him around by the hand for a while. See, when the devil attacks, don't give up and quit. But just keep right on going with the plan of God. And I tell you what, God will see you through. Amen? Are you okay with that? But you see... If you're expecting the devil to attack, once you begin to obey God, it won't throw you off when he does attack you. You just need to expect it. You're not going to be able to do what God wants you to do without the devil attacking. That's what the devil does. He'll attack. But isn't it good to know we have authority over the devil? Amen. In the name of Jesus, you see. And, and just like Paul left that saucer in the dark, we can leave the devil in the dark, you know, if we'll just know who we are in Jesus and, and continue on and, and, uh, and, and not get discouraged. But the devil shows up, and I've seen this again and again and again, and it's happened to me and my wife over the years. You hear from God on something, and then you step out, and, uh, and then there's the devil, you know, and he does this or he does that or he does the other, and it's tried to bring discouragement to try to get you to give up and quit. Are, are a lot of times people say, well, you know, the Lord really wasn't in this anyway. Look at all these attacks that are coming. No, that just leads me to believe God was in the thing. Amen. Because the devil's attacking, you see. But we stand in the power of Jesus in the name of Jesus and, and we just go right on. See, but that's why it's so important. Now listen to me. That's why it's so important before you launch out to be sure that you know that God told you to launch out. Did you hear me? Because see, if you launch out into something and, and God didn't tell you to do it, when the devil comes to attack and you try to withstand him, then, then God's really not going to back you up on it. Did you hear me? 
because he never ordered that plan to begin with. But if you get the plan from God, you obey God, you step out, then when the devil attacks, then you can withstand the devil in the name of Jesus. God will back it up because that's something that God ordered. That's something that he's going to pay for. That's something that he's going to bring to, to, to uh, fruition and, and all of that. But we just need to stand in, in, in the authority that's in the name of Jesus and God will back it up if he ordered it to begin with. Can you say amen? amen. All right, so... The third thing was, first thing, hear from God. Second thing, launch out. Third thing, expect the devil to attack. And here's the fourth thing, and I've kind of already covered it, but it bears repetition. Let's go to Mark, the fourth chapter, and the 38th verse. Mark, the fourth chapter, and the 38th verse. Mark, the fourth chapter, and the 38th verse. This is Mark's account of what we're reading in Luke, you know. This is Mark's account of them crossing over the sea to the other side. We read Luke's account to open the message. Now we'll look at Mark's account of it. Look at verse 38. We'll pick up in that verse. Now this was when they were in jeopardy, when the the boat is filling with water, the windstorm has come down and and the boat's filling with water. This was a massive storm and, and they're in jeopardy and getting ready to sink and all of that. And so the devil's attacking Notice what Mark tells us in Mark 4.38. They go wake Jesus up and they said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we are perishing? Here's the fourth thing you need to remember. Get this. When the devil attacks, don't fall into the mully grubs. You know what I mean when I say mully grubs? Self-pity. Pity party? Has anybody ever had a pity party besides me? Now, my wife will tell you I, I can throw the best pity parties you've ever want to come to. Now, I've gotten better over the years. Amen. I'm getting better. Amen. Woe is me. Oh, poor old me. I, I, I spent all that time with the Lord and I, and I got his plan. I just know that's what he wanted me to do. And, 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 and I stepped out and, 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 and now the devil's attacked me. I got people talking bad about me and it's not true and this and that and the other. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh? I'm the only one that's ever acted like that. Is that right? Oh, you know, Diane, I got with the Lord and I felt he wanted us to have a prayer meeting you know, once a quarter on a Sunday night. And I know God was in it. I do pretty good, don't I? I ought to go on television and ask for money. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Can't I tease just a little bit? I'm faking this if you're visiting. And I just know I heard from God. We're supposed to have a prayer meeting. One Sunday night a quarter. I just know we're supposed to. And we had the first one and only six people came. <laughs> well, you know, the devil can attack and a lot of times he used people to do it. Huh? Did you hear me? This is something I've had to work on. You don't go by how many people showed up. You go by what God told you to do. Did you ever notice when Abraham 
God told him to go into that certain place and he came to that certain place. And as he entered into that place, now we're talking about the father of faith, you know, in the Old Testament, the great patriarch, Abraham. And he got to that place that God told him to go. And if you read it very carefully, you can see that when he showed up, nobody noticed he showed up. Came into town, nobody even knew he showed up. Oh, I came into town. Nobody even paid any attention. I showed up. I tell you what, and I've had to learn this. I'm still learning this. But if you go by what, how people react and what people do, you're going to live a defeated life. Now, we love people. We care about people. But I've learned people are as fickle. Did you hear me? They can be. I'm not saying you all are, but I'm saying people can be. Did you hear me? And so I'm still learning this lesson. You don't go by what people do or don't do. You go by what God's told you to do. And if you show up and you're the only one there, if he told you to be there, then you be there. Amen. Did you get what I just said? Are you okay? How many has ever acted even close to like what I just acted up here crying and going on? Anybody besides me? Huh? Oh, okay. A few people. But I'm telling you what, if you fall into the mully grubs, if you fall into this self-pity, because what is going to happen when you step out to obey God, the devil is going to what? He's going to attack. And one way he could do it is he, you know, he could bring a ton of different things up in a bunch of different people's lives and they can't make it to the meeting or they can't make it to assist you because of a bunch of things and so when the people don't show up you can fall into a pity party oh nobody cares oh. huh you see it's so easier it may not be people not showing up it may be something else i don't know what it might be the devil has a lot of things he can attack but when he attacks it's so easy to fall into the mully grubs lord don't you care don't you care? I heard from you. I know what you wanted me to do, but but don't you care that we're perishing? Isn't that what the disciples said to him in verse 38? Do, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you care about me? Don't you care? How many has ever said that to the Lord besides me? How many has ever said that more than once or twice? Don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care about me? <laughs> well, he cared enough about us to send Jesus to die on the cross, didn't he? I'm just trying to warn you. How many of you want to make it and be successful in life? So what are you going to have to hear from the Lord? Launch out. Know the devil's going to attack. When he does, don't make a common mistake that all of us have made. Get into the mully grubs. Get into the pity party because you fall into that and you basically have no... Once you, listen, once you get into self-pity, you basically cannot go any further with the plan of God. Did you hear what I just said? If you're taking notes, that would really be good to write down because I've got 25 years of experience to back that up. If you fall into self-pity and you start get into the pity party, you, you can write it down. You will not be able to go any further with the Lord as long as you're in that pity party. You're done. You're as far as you're going to go. And, and what will happen is if you don't get out of that pity stuff... Not only are you not going to go forward, you're not even going to stay where you're at. You're not going to even keep the progress you've made. You're going to go backwards. Did you hear what I just said? I tell you, pity, pity is, is a dangerous thing. And you fall into self-pity and you're done. You can't move forward with God. 
God does not respond to pity. He responds to faith. And when you look at true Bible faith, there's no self-pity involved in it anywhere. So what's the first thing? Does anybody know? Hear from God. Second thing, launch out. Third thing, who attacks? The devil. And the fourth thing, don't fall into the mully grubs. Pity party. And then finally, as we close, finally... Notice in Mark 4 here, you're right here in Mark 4. We'll finish this up in Mark 4. Notice this. Notice Mark 4, 39. So they come to Jesus, wake him up, have their little pity party. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So what's the fifth and final thing? Is this. Fear not and use your faith. Fear not and use your faith. See, when the devil attacks, when the devil attacks, you don't want to fall into fear. Now listen, let me explain a little bit about fear. I've learned this over the years. It's not wrong to feel fear. It's just wrong to react based on that fear. If you're human, you're going to feel fear. I mean, all of us as humans, I believe we're going to feel fear. But we just don't want to react based on that fear. When we step out on the plan of God and the devil attacks, I tell you what, there can be some things that will cause you to feel a whole lot of fear. That's what the devil is all about. He tries to scare us and deceive us and scare us and all of that. And, and when he attacks, you know, we're human. We're going to feel fear. We just don't want to react based on that fear. Can you say amen? Amen. And you, you, you don't react based on fear, but then you use your faith. Jesus said, notice he said in verse 40, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Or we could put it another way. He said, where is your faith? Or we could put it like this. Why didn't you do something about it? Did you know Jesus had been teaching them about talking, about using their authority and speaking to the, to the, to the tree? And, you know, whosoever says to this tree, be plucked up and planted in the sea and so on and so forth. And it would obey. And how many remembers that? Jesus had been teaching them. And, and if you read this carefully, he expected them to do, use their authority to do something about this storm. And, and, they, they didn't do anything. They fell into a pity party and they went and got him. You know, there comes a time when God expects us to rise up in the authority that he's given us and use it. Can, can you say amen to that? Yeah. Now, now, I'm not going to take the time this morning, but how many of you know Jesus is gracious? How many of you know he is? But if you read on and you went over into, I think it is over into around Mark 6. You don't you look it up later this afternoon. But you know the Lord expects us at some point to stand on our own two feet. He expects us to grow up and use our authority that he's given us. And if you read on, do it this afternoon. Go read Mark 6 sometime. 
Jesus had been working with his disciples and he ex- he'd been teaching them about their authority. He'd been teaching them about faith and all of that. And, and, and here they fall into this situation where they're about to sink and they have the pity party and, and they wake him up and, and, and he's so gracious and so good that, that he rescued them out of it and all of that. But if you read over in Mark the sixth chapter, they got into a similar situation to this on down the road some, on down several days, weeks, months later. They got into this same situation and 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 jesus he he had sent him he said go to the other side and he went up on the mountain to pray remember that and so they went out there and they had their assignment from the lord go to the other side jesus went up to pray and they got out there and a storm came the devil attacked you know how many of you remember that and the bible says that jesus came to them walking on the sea how many remembers that and then the bible says something that astounded me when i first read it years ago and i didn't understand it for years but it says you can read it, it says he would have passed them by you mean, wait a minute, you got the disciples sinking on the sea and Jesus would have passed them by? Yeah, he'd have passed them by. Didn't understand that for years, but the Lord finally got it through to me that at some point after we've heard the word of God and we've heard the word of God and we've heard the word of God, there comes a time where we that he expects us to stand on our own two feet and use the authority that he's given us. And if we don't, and if we stay in pity and self-pity and all that, there's going to come a time where he's just going to pass us right on by and let us sink. Did you hear me? How many of you heard me? Did you hear me? How many of you have ever had little bitty kids? And you, you spoon feed them. You put the ninny bottle. That's what mom always called it, the ninny bottle. And, and then you get them off the ninny bottle. You know what I mean, the bottle? And then what? You spoon feed them for a while. Is that right? And, and, and how, how long do you spoon feed them? Till they're how old? Two? Three? I don't know. But but at some point, don't you expect them to start feeding themselves? Huh? Huh? Well, what if you had a... Uh, uh, let's just say that there's nothing physically wrong with them or mentally wrong with them. They're, they're fine. They're just, just just fine, kid. And you know what I'm talking about? That there's nothing... And, and they're 10 years old and they're still sitting there in the morning. Ah, and they want you to spoon feed them. Are you going to spoon feed them? Or are you going to tell them, feed yourself? Do it yourself. Is that right? Assuming there's no handicap or anything. You understand. Well, it's the same thing. Jesus expects us to get to a point where we finally, at some point, use what he's taught us for ourselves. Can you say amen? Amen. And and if you read on, that's what happened in Mark, the sixth chapter. They were in a similar situation and Jesus would have passed them right on by. Now, they did cry out to him and he's just so gracious that he helped them again anyway. But, But you know what? At some point, the Lord does expect us to stand on our own two feet. Amen. So don't get in self-pity, but rather, uh, uh, you know, when that fear hits you, don't react based on the fear, but stand in your authority and rebuke the storm, rebuke the wind, rebuke the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he'll what? He'll what? He'll flee. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Praise God. And then notice here in Mark 5, 1, you're right there in Mark 4, notice what happened. They heard from God. They launched out. They launched out. The devil did attack them. Thank God Jesus was there to help them. But notice in Mark 5, 1, what does the Bible say? They came over to where? To the... Did they make it? Did they make it? Real loud, say they made it. Yeah, they made it. Praise God. And here I've given you five things that you can do 
to make it in life, to be successful in life. Real loud, say it again. Hear from God. Launch out. Expect the devil to attack. Stay out of self-pity. Refuse to react based on fear. And use your authority. Use your faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? All right, stand with me.